Welcome to the Light Lounge. This is Thomas. I'm a lighting designer in New York City. And welcome everyone to this week's special episode, this week's special Light Lounge. I am, as always, very excited. This week you will have the honor to listen to me and myself. I know this is uh, very unusual, um, but I will have uh, extremely interesting guests in the upcoming episodes. I want to start off this uh, short, uh, however, very important episode with uh, a little story. I was this weekend on Sunday afternoon, I was here in New York City watching the documentary about Dieter Rams, who has not heard his name. You should definitely Google him because Dieter Rams has been the lead designer for Brown, Brown, a German uh, product company that produced and designed uh, products from the blender in the kitchen to the shaving machine to um, music goods. And the documentary was uh, in, in this way so important and interesting for this week's episode because he said that, the good, that good design is so quiet that it's just there and functions as it is anyway kind of in relation to other objects in the room. And This is, I think, a very big um, common thing or a very big share what, what we see in lighting as well. It's like the same thing. The better the lighting is, the less you actually recognize it and it is just there and it's quiet in the background. In order to design these spaces, I will go through and explain to everyone who is new or is already a lighting designer the seven principles I designed to pay really close attention to in order to design a space with light that in the end achieves the highest possible goal that the space itself is lit in a way that you just feel the space and you don't recognize the lighting as a key driving material or factor in the space. Number one, define the story. Perception is king, intention is absolutely everything. Here you set the absolute story of the space and you are able to define the general vision for the whole for the whole concept, for the whole design. How, how is the client, how are the clients supposed to feel in the space? So that's always a very good point to uh, establish trust actually in the relationship with the client that you ask a lot of questions, what they actually know, what they don't know and what they want the space to be and what the space to feel like. And here you can determine if what the expectations of the client is and what your experience as a professional lighting designer is that this matches or if it doesn't match that you then can redirect and guide the client to uh, the the appropriate design direction under the principles the following principles that are coming now number two program follow the human need design for the task so that's Of course, this whole guideline is, is very practical that you can use these steps to follow in any kind of direction. And these are just like sort of the, the, follow, the following is just like the, the order that I came up with where it makes sense. But in a lot of ways, you will switch up and, and, and use other sequences um, during the whole process to reiterate in order to make a better um, 
better progress with the client and your project, of course. So the program, of course, something very simple is that if you have a surgery room or if you have a library or if you have a private um, dining room, the, the needs, the visual needs for the visual task is completely individual. And of course, they are completely therefore independent, meaning that you need much, much lower light levels, of course, in a bedroom than in, let's say, a workstation where people are using a chainsaw or um, fabricating wood or metal. Okay, so this is probably very, uh, this is probably very, uh, very common sense. Um, it's, st it's still super important that everyone comes down to it. Number three, find direction. So this one is more a compilation of the main three, um, the main three directions of light. Either you have indirect light, you have down light or directional light, and then you have like sparkle or the sense of uh, the sense of uh, celebration in the space. So these these three things find direction. The direction of light were, of course, at the beginning of the lighting design, architectural lighting design history defined by Richard Kelly. Um, I'm picking them up here and simplify them that everyone can sort of understand them because these are the three main factors. Uh, but in order to create a whole progress, uh, a whole project, um, these are just like a part of it. So define the direction of the light and the different layers that you actually have, that you make sure you have uh, an uplight component, a downlight component, and potentially play of brilliance. This is how Richard Kelly defined it. We can go into we can go into deeper into that um, probably in an in another episode. If you have questions to that, please feel free to shoot me a text on Thomas underscore Mnich on Instagram. I'm really happy to discuss um, details on the project. Number four, feature elements, build special moments and create a smile. Okay, create a smile, of course, is always, um, this is to see, already to see here with like a, like a wink of an eye, but the feature elements, after you've sort of established the, the scenery and the design of the space and the direction of the space, what this space is supposed to feel like with a client, you usually, you usually create like sort of a, a sequence in the space, how do people feel when they enter the space? If the entrance door and the exit door, the thresholds are different, is it the same? Uh, is there like a circulation or is it just sort of a one-way thing? So all these things define number four, the feature elements. So now here you can see again how it builds up. So the feature elements, it depends what the space is about. Um, usually we usually so there are two ways to to actually define it that you either have the you either let the the light like flowing into the room and you don't see any light fixture at all or uh, the complete opposite that you have the fixture and define the fixture as a decorative element the fixture itself this is very broad here um, but it fits very well into like feature elements that you can either hide the fixture completely and you have like a glowing wall and the wall itself is made out of a frosted plexiglass or a frosted glass that is like backlit and you just see how the light diffusely soft mm, sort of um, flows into the space or you switch it around and you have, for example, in a restaurant, in order to frame the restaurant, one component would be to have decorative elements uh, in order to bring playfulness into the space. So here we have two different approaches. Number one, 
is like in like an integrated element and then like a decorative element. We can go a little bit further and that's where I mean feature elements is when the 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 connection between interior architecture architecture and the lighting designer actually comes now to play is that you have for example a feature wall where it's like structure on it and you have potentially have like in an entrance lobby of like a company you have like a logo and you like have uh, have different uh, structure and texture of the wall where the logo is a little bit um is a little bit uh, uh, pushed out and you can play with like with the grazer over the spot or the logo itself is like glowing this is just like a very very simple stupid um example here but usually in any space you need to think about okay where how does the is there like it's like it's basically like a movie or it's like a music like a music piece like a song let's say like a movie because you have like different sweet sequences over the course anyway and what you do is that you ramp up the whole thing you ramp and either you jump right in and you have like a big bang at the beginning or you ramp up um the listeners the viewers or the people who experience the space but you have definitely one key driving factor in the whole space and this, of course, can be, for example, the big illuminated chocolate pool fountain, the chocolate fountain fountain in the main space. I'm just making something up here. Number five, white versus color. So this is something where you have to be very careful. And this as well comes plays back into, ties back into number one. So all these different points are also based on where do you want the space how does the space want to want to what was this what is the what is the space supposed to feel like because if you say okay we want to give the whole space a very clean neutral um, clean atmosphere you definitely want to have like a white color and white of course is not white because white can be uh, white can be like a warm white, it can be cool white. This is like, depending on the day, of course, like 6,500 Kelvin or 11,000 Kelvin, we are like more into blue or we go into 1,800 and we are more actually into a super warm, almost yellow orange. So this this is like defined under white. If you want to have that, then be very, very focused and nuanced what kind of white you actually use in the space. Usually the lower the light source or the lower, the later the night and the more the more hospitality it becomes, the warmer you want to go. The more productive you want to become, the more blue, of course, you want to go or your, the, the cooler the light source can become. And here is a big one for everyone who is like, basically everyone in the rock and roll industry. Only because you can create 5 million different colors does not mean you have to use them in a project. And there are really good uh, event lighting designers out there that know what they are talking about and how to set the scene and how to bring a stage to life and how to bring a space to life. But there are a lot of people out there that use color just excessively and it's just like the rainbow. It's just a rainbow all over. And sometimes the rainbow actually can make sense if you want to communicate something, if you have a specific intention. And now we come back again to number one, principle number one, intention is absolutely everything. What is the story supposed to tell? Number six, touch the space. So here we get really practical. So far, you, I assume you are the person that is 
of course, talking to the client, is communicating, but as well sitting and creating all the technical documents, driving, driving, <laughs> drawing the details, defining the drivers, and making sure that Flickr is definitely not a point. Flickr in any kind of project, it's the Flickr of LED is like the new male function of any fixture. Make sure you don't have Flickr. It's absolutely distracting. It can be harmful in the way how people feel in the space. Absolutely pay attention to Flickr. We don't want Flickr at all. Also, one thing I'm throwing in here is that any kind of facade lighting, the up and down version, the only the only company that made it um, that made it into like like their thing is like Occhio, a fixture that is using the scallop as much as they can because it's their thing. How they use actually how they use the optics and how they like how how they use the light source. But please make sure up and down light on a facade. If the intention is right, but I would say in ninety ninety nine point nine 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 cases, there is a better solution to that. Ask me if you have any questions or doubts, but please don't use this fixture anymore. I wherever I see it, it's like, okay, touch the space number six, adjust focus filter, aim the fixture. So this is after the step after you have basically compiled everything, everything has been ordered, and the space is close to opening meaning that you need to go into the space in order to bring the space actually to life. It doesn't make any sense and your work is basically worthless if you just have anyone installed the fixtures and any kind of positioning and just lighting straight down or in any kind of direction. You need to make sure that the fixtures are in the location, if it is like a track one or if it is like downlight that is, is adjustable. You need to make sure that the downlight or the fixtures or whatever you need to adjust and you have you have planned out before is you need to make you need you need to make sure that the the installed fixture is doing exactly what it was supposed to do in the design process there are a lot of people on the site a lot of cooks in the kitchen and you just want to make sure that your design follows through because this is the most important also any kind of filtering something that you have rendered or calculated and 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 viewed in a sample fixture does not might look correct or or um, in the right way in the space because I don't know the tint of the glass is a little bit off and you want to touch and you want to look at it again. So that's super important. And here you have like again the chance to actually adjust the fixtures, aim the fixtures in the correct way that we don't have scalloping in the space unless it's like wanted, but usually we try to avoid it. Um, unless, number one, the intention of the space or the attention of the fixture is super important. And then, um, yeah, of course, coloring. Um, if you adjust the color, what kind of color you do, and then we come actually to the big point, number seven. Number seven, feel the magic. Bring the space to life, scene setting and dimming. So this is where... I would say that this is probably in terms of the amount of time you spend on doing the whole work for the whole process is that after you've created all the documents, you've submitted it, the project, everything is there and everything is installed. Before the opening, you need to make sure that, and again, number one, the intention of the space, you need to make sure that you set the dimming and the scenes to the space accordingly. Try to have the greatest ability to dim and to control every fixture afterwards, not only just on and off, you want to dim it. It's just in this 
in in these times there is no need not to have not you need to have a dimming fixture every fixture needs to be dimmable this is just like a blunt recommendation and there are probably cases where this is not super necessary but in order to have the flexibility to save a energy and b create a better matching experience why because every space is different every space is individual this is just like number one of the seven. So 7.1 is every space is individual and you always have to adjust the dimming to fit the magic moment where you where you actually start to feel the space. How all the different elements and different layers, light layers in the space come together. Meaning that you have uh, a space that is maybe has like a window front to the north, maybe to the south. All these factors play into play into the whole concept of adjusting the light creating a lighting design that fits individually to the space that is also very individual in itself and then 7.2 is that you want to have changing scenes yes there might be an on off or there might be just a dimming of white light that is totally fine but you want to have an adjustment either automatic what of course is absolutely preferred that it is like preset that you define the different scenes over the day over the course of the day and there is an automatic system running in the background and then you have um then you don't need to touch it anymore and you don't have like the the yeah the horrible moment where you sit in a restaurant and suddenly like whoop um the the light level drops because the the bartender um, has watery hands from making cocktails and and he's just like has like a loose hand and just like dumps the dimmer down. Also important, the nature in our perception is the key giver, meaning that the that anything that is static over a long period of time is boring to us for our brain, for our behavior in space. And in order to feel and stay longer in the space, and this is where it becomes important for architects and for interior, for, well, for, for, for the developer, for the user, for anyone who is actually paying for it, that this adds value because the longer people stay in space, the, the more money they spend, the better they feel in the space, the more they spend, the better they have, a, the, the, the better the time is they have there in whatever the space is and the more likely it is that they like to come back and they more enjoy the space. And that's in the end what everyone wants, that we design spaces people want to spend spend time in. And now I'm basically wrapping up because this is like the seven steps that you basically need to follow in order to create a great lighting design. I know this was like very sort of uh, punched through, uh, but these are the seven main principles. I'm just going through here just one more time in order to wrap it up. Um, the seven principles. Number one, define the story. Number two, design after the program and the needs. Find a direction, up, down, or how we call it, into the face. Then number four, feature elements always bring in a little bit playfulness. The five is, uh, in this case, white versus color. What kind of color or what kind of um, light do you actually use? Um, touch the space, super important to be in the space and adjust everything. And then number seven, dimming and scene, set, scene setting in order to create and bring actually the magic to the space. In this sense, I wish you, first of all, all um, a beautiful, beautiful uh, December. Um, I think this time of the year, it's 
it's the it's the key time of the year where we all come together and lighting is the it's it's just the most important part where lighting becomes actually so um such an emotion is so emotionally is emotionally so important you see like trees with lights you see um you see string lights indoors you see candles this is i think one of the one of the best times of the year for lighting designers where you have where you really where it comes down at least for me it count it boils down for me what why lighting is so amazing because it brings people together and it has this deeper meaning of connecting people of bringing safety security but also bringing communication bringing warmth and bringing more connection to the people that we like and we like to spend time with in this case as always i am super excited this was the monday night uh, episode the special seven principles uh, episode and i will speak to you again on monday and i'm as always very excited um, keep your eyes open and if you have any questions reach out uh, on instagram uh, thomas underscore nich if you have any questions i'm super excited to exchange to meet to catch up to collaborate and uh, i am yeah as i mentioned now three thousand times super excited to speak to you have everyone lovely lovely days it's getting cold and i speak to you Uh, in one week on Monday, more on time that you can start the week with a new fresh episode with something that is relevant, hopefully, to you. All the best of luck, Thomas. Bye.